This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Aaron Judge, we were just talking about the uh, slugger for the Yankees. He is uh, He's on pace. He could break the franchise record and get 62 home runs, which would uh, beat Roger Maris's uh, 61 uh, for home runs in a season. Last night, uh, they were playing in Toronto, and the Jays intentionally walked Aaron Judge. This is the reaction they got from the fans. And Judge is intentionally walked. Now, you can get mad at the amount of draw you want, but he's playing for something now. If Alex Cora did this, you have a, a real reason to get angry, but he's trying to win this game to get to the playoffs. His mom just think what you back at home and how frustrated you're feeling that you don't get a chance to see Judge and then think that's her son and she's watching every single at bat waiting for him to do something so special so probably times it by a million by what you're feeling at home yeah I hope those were just Yankees fans booing Jays fans, if if that, if you're booing because they walked there and judge, what are you thinking? They're trying to win the game and make the playoffs here. Yeah, they barely won too. I mean, I guess it was three two final score. Yeah, if you're in the crowd, you do want to see the historic moment. Like you well, are getting ripped off, kind of. But the the manager made the right call. As we talked about, you also want a chance to catch that ball so yeah. you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars True. by selling it. But you can't be thinking about his mom. Oh, I don't. Yeah, who cares? Aaron Judge's bombs here tonight. We better throw it right down the middle. <laughs> when is she going to catch a break? She needs three homes from him. Yeah, he'll buy him a. She'll buy him another beach. He'll he'll buy her another beach house if he gets a. How is she supposed to be proud of him? <laughs> uh, speaking of parents being proud of their children, yesterday I was talking about. Uh, how I, I watch the Austin Powers movies with my kids, mm-hmm. and they're super fans. They don't really understand the jokes, thank goodness, but they do love the music and the dancing. Mm-hmm. My, my daughter has been saying, yeah, baby, as her catchphrase for about a year now. You've heard it multiple times, Jim. Uh-huh. But I thought I'd record it so everyone else could hear it. So this is, uh, this is my little three-year-old Amelia. Yeah, baby. <laughs> That's a good one. I like when she gets deep on it. Sometimes you go, yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> that low, too. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Who says, yeah, baby? I shall buy us. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. I shall buy us. We love our shabowash. She almost sounds like gold member, doesn't she? <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Dogs are great because they do love you unconditionally, right, Jim? Mm-hmm. You got a couple of puppies at home, and I I'm do. sure anytime you need a little snuggle, they're willing to lie on the couch with you or come sit in your lap, right? Mm-hmm. Well, be careful. Here's a headline from the Daily Mail. Dog lover spends three days in hospital after daughter's chihuahua, Belle, defecated on her face while she slept with her mouth open. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, that's nasty. How did the news find out about this? I would take this to the grave. (laughs) I would never mention it again. (laughs) A 51-year-old woman in the UK... Amanda Gomo's her name. She spent three days in the hospital. She was sound asleep, laid down for a nap with uh, the little chihuahua. 
In the middle of it, Bell, the dog, had a bout of explosive diarrhea. Jeez. Right in Amanda's mouth. <sighs> it made Amanda violently ill for several hours, which you understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> Take take any sort of illness out of it. I think I'd be barfing. If any dog pooped in my mouth while I was sleeping, I'd probably, just to be safe, barf on purpose for five hours. Oh, clear, the, clear it out. Get yeah, out totally. There. Yeah, even if it wasn't unhealthy, just the thought of it is disgusting. I'm thinking of barfing right now. <laughs> <laughs> she started having stomach cramps, got severely dehydrated from all the vomiting. The dog had a stomach bug, and passed it on to her in the worst way possible. Yikes. Holy cow. Hmm. Uh, I guess you got to ride it out at that point. What can you do? Well, she was in the hospital for three days. Yeah. Uh, her and the dog are fine now. Amanda says all's forgiven, but she's probably not going to let Belle sleep so close to her face anymore. <laughs> That's a start. My dog Murphy does have no sense of personal space and does she'll sit on your shoulder and stuff. So while you're laying down, like uh, there is a trajectory that could happen where Murphy could poop in my mouth while I was sleeping for sure. She she likes to go that way instead of the other way. Like she doesn't like your face, her face to your face. It's different every time. She's just a crazy dog. Like Bruce refuses to sleep in the bed, but she will get all over you up in the grill. I'm a, you know, I, I am a mild hypochondriac. I've always been concerned with, concerned with a spider crawling into my mouth or up my nose or into sure. my ear. I had that ear infection a couple weeks ago. Uh, at one point, I was convinced that a spider had laid eggs in there. <laughs> like they always tell you, 11 spiders go in your mouth every year. That nonsense. Which I've looked up, and it is. <laughs> that's, that's a myth. You're not swallowing 11 spiders a year while you sleep. But every seven years, a dog will poop in your mouth. <laughs> that stat right. is accurate. If you've got a chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> Was this the Taco Bell Chihuahua? Because oh, it makes sense. Yes. <laughs> the explosive diarrhea. You <laughs> Taco Bell. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Halloween, just over a month from now. Mm-hmm. Gotta start planning ahead if you want to win the costume competition at the party you're going to, Jim. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and I've got a list here. These are the pop culture costumes that the experts will predict you're going to see a lot of Okay, this Halloween. Hmm. You are a big fan of this, and I have a feeling that you may be even preparing for this Halloween costume. Rooster from Top Gun Maverick is on the list. It's a good one. Not Tom Cruise. Miles Teller. It's the mustache. We all know. Everybody wants to grow a mustache for Halloween. You know, that may be the one of the top costumes for 2022, but also for the last 30 years, so has any Top Gun costume. Like, even till last year, people were still wearing Top Gun onesies and aviators at every Halloween party I've ever been to. It is an easy one. You don't have to put any makeup on your face. Yeah. Right? And that's a big thing. If you're going to a party where you're going to be doing some drinking, if you're wearing a mask, it comes a real pain in the butt. To, oh, totally. You have to have a straw through the little mask hole. <laughs> yeah. or, or you have, have to, to carry any props around. You have to keep taking it off. Yeah, Top Gun, That's a, it's a convenient costume. You're right. Yeah. So is this one. Eddie Munson from Stranger Things. Eddie Munson. Okay, wait. 
He's the the rocker. Oh yeah, the Metallica kid. The Metallica guy. Yeah. Okay, I never watched this season. All you need is a Hellfire Club T-shirt, a <laughs> denim vest, and a pair of ripped jeans True. with a with a wig, and suddenly you're Eddie Munson. Mm-hmm. Any '80s wig will do. Get him to put on Metallica when you walk in the room. <laughs> yeah. Do a little air guitar, and you're laughing. Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. What? Yeah, the uh, the Pam and Tommy show has introduced a whole new generation mm. to the duo. And Tommy Lee, he's been on a tear with his OnlyFans page. And yeah, I got a pool noodle you can borrow if that's your costume. <laughs> Stuff a nylon, that's always a good way to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. When it's stretched out, it does have a skin tone to it. <laughs> you stuff the nylon. You're about the right size. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, House of the Dragon? Going to see a lot of House of the Dragon. You, you've brought that show up to me a couple times. Are you watching it, Jim? I only watched the first episode, and it it is good, the first one. I haven't really got into it, but yeah, I, I could see a lot of blonde wigs. But that's a hard one. Like, the Game of Thrones costumes, is they're not easy to put together. What about Jane Foster from Thor Love and Thunder? As much as that movie stunk... I guess a female Thor costume would be pretty cool. Lady Thor, yeah, why not? Yeah, that's a good one. What about She-Hulk? Is it on the list, or did that not get popular enough? Terrible CGI from She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Just rub some relish on your face, and it's about as good as the show. <laughs> okay, this is the I think we should do this. Harry Styles. Harry Styles, he wears a lot of very iconic uh, jumpsuits and mm-hmm. and fashion outfits. He'll rock a dress. But why don't you be Harry Styles? Okay. And I'll be Chris Pine, and you can just spit on me all night. <laughs> Hold on a second. No, I want to be Harry Styles. Okay, yeah. No, I don't. I want to be Harry Styles. <laughs> Let's both be Harry Styles and spit on everybody else. <laughs> There's some uh, suggestions for you. If you're thinking about getting ready for Halloween, it's just over a month from now, folks. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And Jim, we got a very interesting voicemail sent to the radio station regarding something that I, I believe you said on the air last week. Hey, guys. How's it going? I heard you just had a show on the radio. Today is the 24th of September on Saturday about Newfoundland only having one strip club. And I can tell you that that is incorrect. Newfoundland has three strip clubs. Two of them are known to the public. The third one's a secret mystery. I've been living there for nine years. I grew up in Ontario. I worked in at least 50 clubs for 23 years, and I very much know what I'm talking about. My name is Mermaid. Have a great day. Mermaid? Mermaid left you a message, <laughs> Her Jim. name was Mermaid? It wasn't something the mermaid or... Just Mermaid. <laughs> okay. I, I, so I do remember we did you, play... You didn't say something that... You didn't say there was only one strip club out there. I don't think I did, but I did talk about Newfoundland strip clubs in uh, in our small town strip club game. Here's a clip of that. Hey, Where are we going here? Hey, Peter! <laughs> you ever been down to Newfoundland before? No, I haven't. Well, buddy, when you get down there, you gotta get screeched in. But I would not suggest drinking liquor out of a fish's orifice at Newfoundland's only strip oh. club. Is it called A... The Cotton Club. Hold on, you did say only strip club. What an idiot. So Mermaid is owed an apology. There is two 
I didn't call her a liar. <laughs> there is two <laughs> legitimate strip clubs and one secret strip club in Newfoundland. I messaged, to, uh, I messaged Mermaid. Uh, Mermaid back, Taz. Uh-huh. I said, thanks for reaching out or around. We must know more about this secret club. How do you get in? Secret knock? What's going on here? She said, no, it's not actually a secret club. It's just not known about. Supposedly, the city told them they could operate with occasional dancers as long as they didn't advertise. They started flying in dancers just before COVID and have only now begun reaching out to some girls again. It's not in St. John's. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm in the London area for another week with a fellow Newfoundlander. If you guys do another show, we'd love to pop by. I think we're we head west Mermaid. in two weeks. I think we're okay. Thank you for the offer. Yeah, yeah. God, Godspeed, though, at West. <laughs> we're glad that you're listening to the program. Uh, I don't know if my wife would appreciate me taking you up on that offer. Well, they still have an interesting life. I mean, they have stories to tell. It's not like they're going to come here and dance for us. They would probably just... Tell us oh, so tales wanted, from the road. I thought they wanted us to go to their show. They no, want to come no. to our show. Okay, maybe. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Glad you're listening out there, Mermaid. Appreciate you getting in touch with us. Anytime you want to call or text, you can do that. one 829 6546 is our number. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Yesterday, NASA was able to send a vending machine-sized spacecraft 7 million miles through space, and they calculated it. They successfully collided with an asteroid the size of a football stadium to demonstrate that humans could someday deflect asteroids using this method if they needed to. Looks to me like we're headed straight in. Oh my goodness. like something out of Armageddon, an action movie, right? Straight up. We've got an astrophysicist on the line from Western University. Dr. Pashadi Patel is with us. Doctor, how cool is this in your eyes? You know, uh, as an astrophysicist, I think it's really exciting because uh, some of the things that I got to study, you know, during my PhD were orbits. And, you know, how my small things can actually change these orbits. And that's actually what was done with the dark mission was really, you know, you just were uh, poking <laughs> almost, you know, in a booping. I guess I know people have different Boop. words for the thing. <laughs> You're really changing the orbit of this moonlet of an asteroid, which is really interesting. And it's a moon around an asteroid. Um and trying to see what impact it would have. And this is really preparing ourselves. Like you said, you know, it, it sounds like uh, something out of a movie, but it's really uh, to protect ourselves from an asteroid. If there was one that we knew that was coming towards Earth and, you know, we're starting to think how we can prepare ourselves to, to defend uh, against these asteroids that can have major impact on Earth, you know, dinosaurs. Yeah, and obvi- obviously it's better to know you can do it in advance instead of scrambling the night before the asteroid's about to hit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unlike Armageddon, like, there was no nuclear bomb on this thing. They just basically crashed the spacecraft into the asteroid, and they still, it's going to take a couple days before they realize what kind of effect it, it had on the trajectory, correct? Yeah, yeah. What they're hoping that it will, you know, uh, really move it um, by 10 minutes, 
you know, make the orbit shorter by 10 minutes around its asteroid. And they specifically picked um, the system because, you know, it is, it is a moon that's going around an asteroid. So we could really see its impact, you know, um, whether it has shortened what happened, um, you know, but to, to its orbit. But also, you know, in a few years of time, um, they'll be using... Um, another system to kind of see what impact it had on its surface. I mean, you know, if you have seen uh, the live cast they had yesterday, they actually had pictures. Um, and so, you know, they got to see the surface of this moon uh, moonlet uh, before the impact. But really what happened to it after the impact, you know, was there a crater, um, et cetera, will be studied very, very well by people who are really interested in the surface of this object um, and then the orbital um, dynamics of the object as well. Now, Dr. Patel, do you think there's something that the government isn't telling us? Is there an asteroid headed towards Earth that they don't want us to know about and they are doing these tests because they know they're going to need them in the next couple of weeks? <laughs> no, I, it's, it, it is interesting because we have people whose you know, job, I guess, is to really, uh, you know, and this is across the world, uh, who are really looking at these objects. Uh, you know, these are near-Earth objects. So uh, Didymos and Dimorphos, they, they are close to Earth. And by close, I mean like 11 million kilometers. So not really that close to us. And But we, we keep track of these objects that are large uh, and could be potentially, uh, you know, impact if. If they impact Earth, it would be it would be very hard for us to recover from it. But none of them currently are on a collision course for at least a few more decades that we know of. So you know, nothing to worry about. This is really preparing ourselves, understanding you know uh, from our experience on what works, what doesn't work, and then preparing ourselves accordingly if we need to. Mm, I don't know. I I saw. Don't look up. Dr. Rinoni, you have to get into the classroom. Thank you for your time. Uh, Dr. Patel, astrophysicist from Western. Jim, you feeling it? I know you're a conspiracy guy. You think there's more to this story than they're letting on? I don't. I just think we've made the asteroid angry. I don't like this. Oh, it's asteroid friends. <laughs> it's older asteroid hey. brother is going to come after us. <laughs> I want to see you peacock, you peacock. It's time for sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. And Dev, this is one of your wishes. It has come true. You have been harping on the Pro Bowl, the NFL Pro Bowl, for a decade now. And it seems like they listened. They're getting rid of it. They're getting rid of it. Since 1951, the Pro Bowl has been the way we've always seen it. It's been the best of one league against the best of the other league. And now they're changing it, and they are doing what I think every pro sports league should be doing, getting rid of the all-star game, and they're replacing it with basically a skills competition. And in the NFL's case, they're going to have a flag football game. This is... Well, now, before you laugh, this is... Coming from the players themselves because they don't want to play in the Pro Bowl. They just don't play football. What do you mean? Flag football. Are we really going to get excited about this, Dev? You don't even like when they play three on three hockey, full equipment when it's real hockey. But you want to play flag football? If they want, if people want to go watch NFL guys play, I don't want. I don't. I wouldn't watch it. You're right. Uh, but this is better than playing an actual game where it's basically flag football but with pads on. Peyton Manning's going to be involved, and if you've been watching the Manning cast this year, it's just as good as last year. So it's going to be, I think, like a tongue-in-cheek 
football okay. kind of experience. It better be, be on the funny. beach like Top Gun. That's all I'm Shirtless. saying. Yes. yes. Shirtless, offense, defense at the same time. <laughs> Tom Cruise knows what he's doing. Do you think it'll be more competitive now that it's flag football? It might weirdly be more competitive now that it's flag football and there's going to be no hitting. Like, they're all, you know, athletes. They want to win. So there's going to be some form of competition. But I like the, what uh, the NFL is doing, the direction they're going with this because the Pro Bowl was terrible. Of all the All-Star games for the major leagues, it was by far the worst. Yeah. The NHL should be doing this. Major League Baseball should be doing this. People care about the home run derby way more than the game. Everyone should be doing this. Every every All-Star weekend really has become more of a fan fest than an All-Star game. You see more events going on around the uh, the game than you do that people care about more than the game itself. I agree. And the NFL's has always been weird because it's at the end of the season. So, like, everyone else does it in the middle of the season. At the end of the season, it's before the Super Bowl, which is what everyone cares about, and then you have to, like, suffer through the stupid Pro Bowl. So, <laughs> the NFL's not going to move it halfway through the season, I don't think, but the timing of the Pro Bowl also hurts it because no one cares because they just want the Super Bowl to arrive. Yeah. Yeah, football's basically done at that point. The Pro Bowl games will go down in Las Vegas, Nevada, with the flag football game <laughs> taking place at Allegiant Stadium February the 5th. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hey, we want to give a Taz and Jim kudos to the Hamilton police. We were talking about this story on the show yesterday morning. There was a um, a very poorly hidden cell phone that was pointed at a toilet in a women's washroom in a Hamilton Tim Hortons was found around 11 a.m. Thursday at the Timmy's uh, on Queenston Road right near the the roundabout there in Hamilton. Uh, Someone went in the washroom. They had their child with them, saw this cell phone sticking out the top of a Tim Hortons cup partially covered by toilet paper. Yeah, but a viewing window ripped in the toilet paper for the camera to see through. Thank goodness the camera wasn't hidden better. It was pretty obvious that it was there, and it looked suspicious, and this woman found it, reported it to the manager. They reported it to the police. The police said they had the culprit's face on security camera video. That didn't take long. Yeah. They found the guy, Daniel St. Amour, 27-year-old Hamilton resident, has been arrested. And his face is everywhere. And that's <laughs> yeah. what you get. Yeah. His mugshot has been posted across. <laughs> Media outlets, social media, and well-deserved. And you will be ever known, forever be known as the Tim Hortons poop camera guy. The creep. (laughs) Anytime you try to apply for a job. The alleged Tim Hortons poop camera guy until it's proven in a court of law. Sure, but your face is already associated (laughs) with it. Which apparently uh, may happen today. He's going to be in court later today. And he also was wanted already for two counts of theft under, two counts of possession under, two counts of failing to comply with probation, and for failing to appear in court. So, yeah, he's he's got some... uh, some things he needs to answer for here. But kudos to the police for acting so quickly. Uh, They wanted, because there was rumors on social media, and this is the problem here, folks. 
you speculate and you start believing what people are commenting in the comment section. Some people were saying it was a Tim Hortons employee that placed it in there. And police were very clear this was not an employee or anyone associated with the Tim Hortons organization. So maybe wait until the facts come out before you make stupid speculations next time as well. All right. Kudos to Tim Hortons for uh, being uh, uh, forthcoming and and cooperating with the police. They wanted to uh, have this guy apprehended more than anyone, I'm sure. You're a peacock. You're a peacock. You're a peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Glad you're here, Devin Peacock. Our sports guy joins us. Jim and I were discussing this last week on the show with Aaron Judge hitting his 60th home run of the season. And the kids, there's a bunch of like 20-year-old guys who caught the ball. It was a giant pile-up, huh, Jim? Like the fans jumping over each other trying to get this ball. Yeah. And the guys who ended up getting it just gave it back to the Yankees because Aaron Judge has given so much to the organization. <laughs> they, I think they got to meet Judge, picture with him, some signed memorabilia, but that's it. I think they thought he was volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that ball could have gone for over $100,000, maybe $500,000 at auction, they gave it back. And now you have Albert Pujols' 700th. It was caught by a fan who instantly ran for the parking lot. (laughs) The Cardinals tried to get the ball back. Multiple offers. He turned them all down. And he says he's keeping the ball for himself for now. What I find crazy is that I'm reading an article here. The sports writer is like guilting the guy who took the ball, calling him a bad fan. Don't be like this guy. He's a bad fan. How are you a bad fan when you have the opportunity to make hundreds of thousands of dollars? This person just won the lottery. Yes. So this person should sell the ball, get as much as they can for the ball. Albert Pujols is going to be just fine. I'm sure he would like to have the ball, but it's likely going to end up in Cooperstown anyway, along with his bat, his jersey. Albert's going to have all the memorabilia to remember that night that he could possibly uh, want. So he is going to be fine. But for these fans, that is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. He literally won the lottery. People should not be shaming people who get these balls because I find it hard to believe that if you were in that exact same situation, you would do the same. Now, that one fan with Judge did it for the 60th. Would they do it for the 61st? Would they do it for the 62nd? Would they do it if they knew that Aaron Judge might go to the San Francisco Giants in the offseason? Do you feel that charitable about Aaron Judge then? (laughs) Uh, the prediction is if Judge gets to 62, which would be the new franchise record, right? Yep. If he gets to 62, that ball could be worth well over a million dollars. You're going to just give that back to get a signed jersey? <laughs> You're an idiot. I'm not doing that. And what's really cool about the Aaron Judge story as well is they're in Toronto right now. So if you watch very closely, every time he comes up to bat, they give the umpire new balls. So he has special balls now that he's in 60 home run territory. They're all with a serial uh, number on them. So when he does hit the home Mm. run, because he's going to do it, you can't have the fakes out there because people are going to try and profit and scam. But there's a swaparoo. There's a little swaparoo. So there's going to be specific Aaron Judge home run balls for whenever he does get to 61 and 62. The franchise, the league, will know what that number is, and they'll be able to determine whether or not it's a real deal. So when you catch it and you sell it, 
you'll be getting your money 100%. A million dollars. Okay, you're a bad fan. <laughs> Call me a bad fan till the end of time. I'll never go see another baseball game in my life <laughs> yeah. for I'll a million dollars. I'll go to Ultimate dollars. Frisbee. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.